Hello, Solving Water listeners. In this series, we're revisiting the latest happenings in the commercial buildings industry and kicking off Xylem's Building Better initiative, the Bell & Gossip brand's commitment to finding solutions to the most critical HVAC and plumbing challenges facing the commercial buildings market today. I'm thrilled to be back at the Air Conditioning, Heating, and Refrigeration Expo for the first time since 2020, recording live from Atlanta. Be sure to subscribe to or stream wherever you get your podcasts for industry insights and lots of interesting updates from longtime Bell & Gossip reps and Xylem experts alike. I'm joined today by Mike Barnett with Oslin Nation. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. Appreciate the invite. So just start off by giving me a little bit of background about Oslin Nation, our listeners as well. Right, right. um, Uh, So Oslin Nation, we've been around since 1943. We're a mechanical HVAC and plumbing provider. Our primary product line is Bell & Gossett. And, uh, you know, our emphasis and our focus is to work directly with engineers to get our products laid out and specified, help them make selections and support their needs. At the same time, we work with um, mechanical contractors to uh, assist with our knowledge on installation and uh, support them any way we can regarding startup of that equipment and then the after sale as well if there's a service issue. We we try to lend our hand the best we can uh, with our experience to lead them the right way. And we also have a more of a plumbing presence as well on the wholesale side we'll we'll sell a lot of uh, booster packages sump and sewage packages plumbing applications uh, for recirculation and that kind of stuff so we have a pretty large gamut of uh, product offerings along with customers that we deal with every day in the state of Texas great it's good to see you again it's been been three years I think yes I guess that's right AHR 2020 and here we are again at AHR and it's the first like full-blown one basically right, since yes. the shutdown so how's the show going for you good uh my feet are tired <laughs> <laughs> uh i think we had uh we had eight guys here this year uh last year not so much obviously it was a very down year in comparison to what it had been previously but yeah we're all pretty tired we're looking for the foot spa we couldn't find it today so we just put on the boots and kept going <laughs> feels probably kind of good though to be back at more of what a real ahr is supposed to be like Yes, I, I guess the best part was seeing our colleagues. You know, seeing the people that we've known for years, um, getting to, to meet with them again and just hug them, shake their hands, check in how they're doing. It's so hard to do that over a phone call or an email. There's just, there's just a personal touch, which is a testament to our business. We are relationship businesses. And so I think, uh, I hope if everybody learned through the COVID experience that the distance is not a good thing. I think that as a humans, we need that interaction. We need that personal feel. And I hope that through this exercise that we've been through, called a pandemic that we can all learn a little bit about ourselves so that going forward we don't make mistakes of thinking we can just hide in a bubble and try to get business done. Tell us a little bit about your journey and Oslin Nation's journey through the pandemic. How has that been over the past few years? What are what are you seeing out there in terms of whether it's trends or specific challenges that have emerged based on this? Yeah, that's a good question. We're still struggling a little bit with it, and it's not, I think it's the same struggle everybody has right now. Um, finding quality people that want to come in and learn our trade is a challenge. We have 
such a unique product offering and such a unique skill set that we have to have working directly with engineers, being a technical resource, being able to have an educated conversation with a contractor so that they understand and respect what we're trying to tell them. That takes time. And, you know, as as our industry continues to grow and evolve, there's so many more things that we have to learn, yet we don't have enough people that are willing to dive in and take the investment of time that it takes to do that. And I don't know if that's a product of the generation or a product of COVID, but I just, you know, talking to other colleagues and other industry leaders, they're all having the same problem. Um, so that's probably the, the single biggest challenge that we're having is just finding the right people that want to become part of the team and, and grow. I guess the other one still, we're all facing supply chain shortages. You know, we've got a lot of things going on overseas, not just with with our manufacturers, but even just going to the, the store. You know, I'm looking for an RC cable for this, you know, system I've got at home and I can't find it. The guy tells me, yeah, it'll be 12 weeks. And you just take it for granted, right? I think we've all just gotten so used to having a, I need it now, I can get it now mentality in life that we, we need to maybe all take a deep breath and relax a little bit and maybe hopefully COVID's taught us that. But I think we're all human and we kind of get back into that. For sure. You know, tigers don't change their stripes mentality, right? <laughs> yeah, so for sure. I, I, short I think, memories. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly right. Very short memories. So that's that's probably, those are two of the, probably the largest areas that we deal with every day. Okay. And what about like from an industry standpoint in the state of Texas, where you primarily are, what are your customers looking for, asking for? That's, wow. That It goes back to having bodies, right? That. Our customers haven't changed. Their expectations are we still working five days a week. We're still answering phone calls and emails at you know weird hours sometimes. Um, we have the same technical expertise that we had prior to COVID. You know the challenge is is that unfortunately yeah. we do. It just means you may have to get into a line of calls instead of being the first call. Maybe you're now call number seven, right? And unfortunately, there's a lot of times that is real reality, and we just don't have the bandwidth uh, because the, you know. I'm not trying to be negative here, but one of the other struggles is as we get further into um, people retiring, all right, and that, that tribal knowledge not getting passed along to the younger generation, we're being asked more to be more of a technical resource with younger engineers and or contractors that just don't know how to do things. So that requires that we spend a little more time with them, which makes that guy who's calling the second or third or fourth time have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, and so it's our job to make sure that those people after call once feel equally important and that we give them the time that they need. Uh, and that's that's a continuing struggle that I think not only we have, but others as well. Sure. I mean, workforce dynamics has been a thread through, I think, just about all of the podcasts I've recorded mm -hmm. this week. And it's not just one factor, it sounds like. It's like there's the labor shortage piece of it. There's a lack of engineers in general. Mm -hmm. There's this knowledge gap because of the aging workforce so it sounds like all of those things are at play we're no different but we are in texas so maybe it's a little bit bigger <laughs> <laughs> okay so another thread that's kind of been running through the themes of the podcast this week are decarbonization mm, net yep. zero electrification so what's your take on those buzzwords or topics it's a major buzzword right now our government's pushing an agenda we can fight it all we want but uh, I think there's some reality that it's coming. It makes sense. I mean, there's, there's certain aspects of it that make sense, but then there's large aspects of it that make no sense. And so I, I hope that at some point people start opening their eyes and look at the reality of things. Uh, we don't have the infrastructure as a, as a company 
to, to manage that amount of electrical appliances um, without adding additional power resources to our grid. And I mean, not to get political, but you know, that example happened over the summer when um, the, the governor of California asked people not to charge their Tesla cars because they didn't have enough power to make sure that they could maintain electricity for the air conditioning because it started getting warm outside. That should just be a small picture of the problems that are about to happen the more they push for electrification. I mean, just right now as we speak, they're in the process of talking about getting rid of natural gas stoves. Guys, that's just not, it's not feasible. So we know electrification is coming. We have seen applications that it makes so much sense because you're, you're taking a refrigerant source, you're turning that, that air into a heat source so we can use it for domestic water. So now I've got one appliance that it makes really good sense. And if I can reduce my overhead cost of a building or a piece of equipment to allow it to be used for dual sources, that's really good. All right, that's smart. But to turn around and just say, okay, we want to use this for every application, for every known cause, I don't think the technology is there for that. And clearly our power resources as a, as a country are not either. What kind of pressures are you getting in the Texas market? Well, thank goodness, none yet. Um, you know, we, we kind of jokingly say that we feel like uh, Central Texas will be the first market that really drives that initiative. They seem to be a leader in new ideas and new ways of thinking. I know uh, maybe 10 years ago, they were big on the, the rainwater harvesting initiative. One of the things that we found, though, is as even going into that technology and really pushing it. And, uh, you know, Xylem had a great product offering at the time. We were getting VE'd out of the jobs because nobody really wanted to pay for it. The cost to do the good work in your heart doesn't always mean it's inexpensive because there's a savings, right? And so at the end of the day, it's, if the government's going to subsidize it and pay for it, people are more inclined to bring that in because it's costing them less money up front. And, it, you know, again, not trying to get political, but if we can't have free trade and be in a society where we have to pay for our own things and be subsidized by the government, then we're doing something wrong. Okay, that's fair. Good, good take. You know, what do you want the listeners of Solving Water to know about what's going on in the industry right now? We've got a lot of great things coming out. That's that's probably the most exciting part. Uh, I've been blessed enough to be a part of many meetings, not just this weekend, but previously. Our industry is continuing to look at electrification. Okay, and this is my my business partner and I were talking about this last week. It's just the the absolute amazingness that we can run a pump. Uh, and get the same amount of water flow and um, you know gallons per minute and TDH with the less uh, with the power of a light bulb or less than the power of a light bulb, guys. That's pretty cool, okay? Um, and that goes back to you know all the other initiatives that are going on outside of this. But when you start looking at that kind of stuff and you realize that not only can we do that, but oh by the way, we can add this feature and we can add this feature, and maybe by adding this feature, we eliminate this whole package over here, but we make it simpler, more compact, more cost efficient for our customer, that's a win, right? Because look, at the end of the day, consumers have to pay for our goods, and that is real money to them, just no differently than it's real money to us, and not everybody always has that, they're not always planning, right? So if I can come to them with a product that, yes, I get it, it's $100 more, but the energy savings I'm going to give you, you're going to pay for in less than 12 months. Oh, and by the way, you're going to get those savings continued past those 12 months. We can sell that. We can make that exciting. And so we're excited about a lot of the product offerings that Xylem's bringing out. Uh, I love the idea that we're innovating and, and creating some of our own products that we've never done before. So a lot of good things to come. Great, great. Um, well, I'm, uh, I, unless you have anything else to add, I just have one more question for sure, you. Sure, sure, go ahead. 
Um, I ask all the guests on Solving Water this question, and the question is, what is the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? Oh, goodness. Um, that's a great question, too. I would tell you that first and foremost that um, the relationships that you have today will be the ones that you have much longer than today, I'm just way down the future. Um, you, you, might, you might run into a young man or a young lady that is just that, that entry-level engineer or that entry-level project manager. They're, they're doing the grunt work, right? And you just, you're like, oh, I don't want to talk to them. They're just, this, they're just learning. Now, i got to talk to the decision maker. And one of the things that we encourage our people to do is, hey, let's, let's build that relationship with this person. Or maybe this customer doesn't sell a lot, okay? Well, guess what? Our industry, this is something that I've learned, and maybe this is true in every other industry too, I don't know it, um, but you don't know when that person doesn't go to the next big company and now they're the next big thing. And if you don't have that relationship with them when they're tiny and not doing a lot, they're probably not gonna give you a lot of their time when, they, when they're in a position to make bigger decisions, right? So I'm very big on never forget the little guy, okay? No one's responsibility is less important than somebody else's. And if we treat our customers that way, we can have a long-standing future in this industry uh, and be successful. Great. Well, I really appreciate your time. Sure. Thanks for hoofing it over here. Have a great rest of the show, and hopefully you'll come back and visit us again. I was just going to ask, when are we doing it again? <laughs> well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks. Many thanks to our Solving Water audience for tuning into this episode in our series of podcasts live from AHR 2023 in Atlanta. I'd also like to thank all the Bell & Gossett reps and Xylem experts who participated for making the time for me at the show. Links to more info for each show will be included in individual episode show notes. Tell me what you think of our Solving Water podcast by contacting me, Amanda Holloway, directly at amanda.holloway at xylem.com or find me on LinkedIn. Thank you.